from Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod. JJ, say with special guest Bill Corbett. JJ, hello, JJ. And now here's Tony Thaxton. All right. Christmas only comes around once a year. I wanted more time to see Santa and his reindeer. This podcast makes you feel like Christmas every day. It makes you feel like you're with Santa on his sleigh. Let's all have some fun and spread some Christmas cheer. So grab a Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Felice Navi Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. At a girl, Rigby. I'm Tony Thaxton still. That's still Rigby. Thank you guys for tuning in once again to Felice Navi Pod. How do you feel about this intro? I'm feeling great. Ah, uh, boy, it's that time of year, isn't it? Christmas time. <laughs> yep. Um listen guys. Um last week's episode was a little late. I'm sorry, you know. I'm going to do my goddamnedest to get this one out on time. Um I'm still dealing with some uh, computer issues. Uh, I'm getting it settled slowly and surely. Got the new computer but still dealing with some uh hardware, software, hardware, software. I always forget which one's which. They're uh, tell us your thoughts. Tweet us at Felice Navipod, at Tony Thaxton. Let me know your thoughts on hardware versus software. Let me know your thoughts on softball versus hardball. Let me know your thoughts on soft serve versus hard serve. Is hard serve a thing? Um, anyways, guys, it's Felice Navipod. Me and Rigby are just sitting here and we're decorating the tree. Rigby's got on her holiday sweater. Look, it's June. Let's not... The charade. You know what? This this show is a charade, right? What am I saying? I don't know. I'm just trying to get this episode out to you guys on time. Could you just let me deal with it? Um, So, you know, I think that... Oh, Rigby. Shut up. Let me get the door. Well, hello there, Bill Corbett. Well, hey, Tony. How are you? I'm doing all right. Please come on in. I I think I will. (laughs) I'm in now. You're in now. Here we go. Make yourself comfortable. Warm Uh, up by the fire. Oh, yeah. Check out my decorations. Ah, taking off my mittens. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this, uh, balmy day. Not balmy. That's not the right word. Whatever. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, A day that I should not be wearing mittens. Yeah. It's all right. But you knew... You knew where you were coming, I'm, so you got I'm, in the spirit. I'm, yeah, I'm digging the theme. I'm trying to roll with it. Yes. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. This has been Bill Corbett. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, sure. First of all, we uh, we tried to make this happen a while back, 
and then I felt like an ass and I had to oh, cancel now, on now, you. Now. Or wait, I mean, we don't plan these things. You just showed up unexpectedly. That's what I meant. Right, right. Yes, but I think there was a time that you told me you were going to show up unexpectedly. <laughs> yes. And uh, unfortunately, I had to bail on you. That was actually the day. I, people that listen to this might know. I shot a video with Kate Micucci, our Puppets Understand video. Uh, we, we shot that that day and I ended up having to bail on you. So. I understand puppets. And so I understood that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and it was bu- it was the busy time of year. As uh, threw that into the mix, and then yeah. doing a, ac- a year round Christmas podcast, and then when actual Christmas time comes, things get a little busier. Yeah, little that crazier. was that was around actual Christmas time. It was so yeah, definitely your busy season. You and Santa, <laughs> yeah, the two busiest <laughs> men on earth in that time. <laughs> yes, and uh, and you this past year, and that was one of the reasons uh, why I was excited to talk to you is uh, because you released a graphic novel this past year, Superpowered Revenge Christmas. Yeah. Um, it, it was fun. I, got it, I finally got it out in time for Christmas this year. And, was it a long time coming? Uh, it was. It was funded by Kickstarter a while back. And um, I knew it was going to be a, a longish comic book. I mean, it is, I guess, a graphic novel, except that it seems a little too goofy to deserve that title right <laughs> it's pretty silly um but lengthwise it definitely merits that uh-huh. um but uh yeah we got funded on kickstarter myself and artist len peralta who is great and uh yeah the pages kept adding up and it was really fun it was great fun for both of us to do it but yeah it, it's, it's a super a fun read too yeah. i read it i oh, enjoyed it you. yeah thank you we were we were doing it around our other day jobs and all that so it took a while but yeah i'm i'm really proud of it nice yeah, yeah people should check it out if they have not because it's it's pretty yeah, great I'll be, I'll be pimping it again come this christmas right <laughs> yeah it's the awkward time of year now right yeah, yeah it was, oh, but really? not here you're in the right spot though right yeah now. i'm in the one place in the universe <laughs> yep. where the, i can get away with this well the the second the you know north pole i think has got to be first and then you know we're a close second though yeah. we're working our way there <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but uh and then you because you don't live here you live in in minneapolis right? that's right where it's christmas all year round also <laughs> yes well except for that couple those couple couple months of brutally humid months is, in the yeah, summer 100 degrees and humid yeah. we're, we're a land of extremes oh yeah yeah you get both extremes and i because i don't know if you knew, we don't really we'll say this too we don't we've we've never actually met in person we've uh we've, no i just walked in your door yes it was, i'm surprised you didn't call the cops frankly. i know well you know i, I recognized you <laughs> and i just so happened to have the you know i was sitting here with my mics out and everything and thought let's run with this wish i had a podcast guest <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyways, I I used to be a musician, and I played in a, a band that was... A lot of the guys were based out of Minneapolis, so I spent oh, a okay. ton of time in Minneapolis over the years. Oh, wow. So I, I know that weather well. Yeah. And you are know, you actually from there, or that's where you no, live I, now? I'm actually from New York. I'm a, a, a Brooklyn, New York native. Okay. Um, and I went there after grad school for theater... Um, uh, for playwriting, basically, I got a fellowship to this place called the Playwright Center, where I was, you know, because that was sort of, I was doing that in screenwriting mostly then, and acting. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me money to hang around and sort of teach and be around there. And I was like, that's a pretty good deal. That's the only play, the only offer I have on the table at the moment. So uh-huh. um, I went there ostensibly for a year, and then I got another one of these fellowship gigs. So I hung around. And then I started acting at the Guthrie Theater there as a uh-huh. legit actor. Legit. I mean, <laughs> in terms of 
somebody actually asked me to do it, I suppose. Uh-huh. And then I got hooked up with Mystery Science Theater because some of the guys there were, um, at least two of the writers there were taking my screenwriting class. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. And I, and I sort of knew a lot of them anyway from the comedy and theater scene. It's kind of small there. Yeah. And, were they uh, already doing the show yeah, at that the point? Because you came in a, a little later I on came the show, a little right? later and um, I actually got to know, know the show just for the first time when I went to a party on the, on, on the stu- at the studio there, Best Brain Studio, uh-huh. and I didn't really know much about it. It was a pretty new show at the time. Yeah. Um, it was just like mutual friends invited me, and I was like, what is going on here? There's a TV show being filmed here in Minneapolis? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that, so I that was the was... first awesome. The second awesome, it was a great show, too. Yeah. Wow. So, great uh, show. I didn't know they shot that in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Wow. And not only Minneapolis, like a second ring suburb of Minneapolis uh-huh. is where it was like in an office park there. Which, uh, what city was it? Eden Prairie. Okay. A prairie called Eden. Uh-huh. And, um, I'm familiar with Eden Prairie. They, they also would have tours. Once it got a little popular, you know, they would have little bus tours coming to the studio every now and then. You could, you know, just buy a ticket somehow through our site. Yeah. And people would always be like, is this really the place? <laughs> we're like, con- <laughs> we're next to Con Medco and something. Right. It just, it's so nondescript. It almost defies description. Uh-huh. Then they get in there and they see all the goofy stuff and go, all right, we're in the right place. But. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when was that that you, you came in on there? I wrote for a little bit before I actually uh, they they handed me a puppet. So, mm-hmm. like ninety uh, four, I think was the first time I wrote. So it was about four years into the run. Okay, and then ninety six was when I um, started puppeting and going in front of the camera. Okay, I feel like that probably is right around when I probably saw it for the first time. I think time. my timeline is right. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, right, yeah. I think I don't think I realized it started that early. Oh, it started a couple of years earlier than that, even. Oh, wow. As a uh, cable access show. I mean, it is an amazing success story. Yeah. Helped by the fact that, like, the little, the little media things that were happening at the time, like right at the beginning of um, Basic Cable just taking off and Comedy Central, which I think was called something else at the time, like the Comedy Channel, mm-hmm. um, needed, like, a ton of hours filled. And it's one thing... That Mystery Science Theater did was eat up hours. I mean, the two-hour movie. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did a lot of other things, but I think... Um, so, uh, yeah, that and the, as the internet was kind of coming up, too, mm-hmm. you know, all the, 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 the nerds who were really smart were talking to each other about it. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you actually puppeteer as well, or were you just a voice? No, no, I puppeteered. Yes. Yeah. Just and curious, because every now and then I know some they uh, do that, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, if you could call what I was doing puppeteer, <laughs> at the works. beginning it was very dubious, because Trace Billu was playing Crow before I did, and he was really brilliant by the end of his run mm-hmm. um, in just bringing that puppet alive. And then I got, I knew I was, I was hired as a writer. I was living here in LA, actually, in Silver Lake, um, when I got a call saying... The show had been picked up again, and it, it had been sort of dead for a little while. Okay. And so they wanted me to come back and write. So I was like, great, I'll come back and write. And there's nothing going on here for me anyway, except little uh-huh. theater showcases. Um, so I drove back there and then started writing. And then, like, I think it was right around then that it was clear that Trace was moving on, didn't want to re-up for that season. Uh-huh. So they had to, like, figure out whether they were going to keep Crow or invent a new character. 
Yeah. So they opt. They took the 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 probably the better of the two, not very good options, <laughs> and kept Crow. But then they're like, okay, well, who's going to voice him? Right. And really, it was only about a weekend. I like got the job on a Friday and started filming on a Monday, and it really shows in the first couple of shows because <laughs> Crow Crow had like a stroke, you know, somewhere in the interim. <laughs> But little by little, I, I got better at it, I think. It was, and it was fun. Yeah. I'm sure it's a tricky thing to just jump right into. Yeah. Had you ever really puppeteered before? Or Not in the least. No? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I remember... I have to share this with you. I think I may have told this story to someone on this show before, but I can't remember. But I feel like you're the ultimate person I have to share this with. Uh, so, I think uh, I was in... I was Well, I was definitely in high school when I first kind of became aware of the show Mm -hmm. and uh my my mom knew that that was a show that i had gotten into and was and was watching a lot and uh one night and my mom is like you know she's a mom she's the sweetest and like just nicest person ever and uh she and she like always will go out of her way to do nice things Uh and you know like a mom (laughs) and uh one night i had gone out with some friends and uh i got back and she's sitting on the couch watching tv and uh she turns to me and she's like oh i taped masterpiece theater for you (laughs) (laughs) and it took me a set i was like wait what and she repeats herself and i was like why why did you do that and she's like isn't that that show that you like it's like no (laughs) you're thinking of mystery science theater i was wondering my why my son was so into edwardian england (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that 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 memory always pops into mind if uh mystery science theater (laughs) she meant so well oh bless her heart (laughs) And, and you know people call it have called it all sorts of names i mean it's a more complicated than usual name for a show. So, yeah. Oh, I understand. Mysterious scientific theater, and <laughs> right. it becomes 3,000, 2,000, 4,000, 1,000. Uh-huh. And people have theories like it used to be, people will insist to us that it used to be Mystery Science Theater 2,000, and then at some point it became 3,000, right? And we're like, no, it never was. And we're <laughs> like, like, no, I know it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like, you wouldn't know. I you don't have know what to, to tell you from here. <laughs> I know all about that though, because the the band that I toured with for years was called Motion City Soundtrack, and for years uh, we would show up to venues and it would say like Motor City Soundtrack oh, yeah. or Motion Picture Soundtrack. Yeah, the best one ever was uh, we played in New Orleans, and the flyers hanging up for the show uh, said <laughs> not even the right amount of words. <laughs> Motion man, you know, you might have considered that. I mean, I know you were a band. Motion men, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, so. but there's a lot of ways you can mangle three words like that. Yeah, <laughs> seems like you encountered all of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was actually a thing too. Is because of that name, people when our first record came out, people thought that our record was a soundtrack, and we got oh, stories man. about record stores actually putting our record in the I'll soundtrack bet. section. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So that was the thing we struggled with for a while, too. Yeah, and I'll bet there are people who would convince themselves they saw this great movie, Motion City, right. and like, this is an awesome soundtrack. Too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I get it. I get the confusion. Um, 
But then, uh, oh, I was going to say, speaking of Minneapolis, am I making, are you also involved in Wits or no? Yeah, I've been on Wits a few times. Okay, but you're I, not I, like a I'm not a regular. regular. Okay. I, I used to be a little more of a regular. They had a, like a regular bit that um, Kevin Murphy and I did that didn't translate very well to the radio. Mm-hmm. It was more like a, a Statler and Waldorf in the balcony thing. You're speaking my language now. Yeah, and now I see your <laughs> Muppet collection over there. Um but it, it was really it was more of a visual gag ultimately, right. uh, and then I I just sort of acted you know in their sketch comedy stuff uh-huh. every, every now and then. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't sure of the uh, the connection there. I thought there was a connection, but uh-huh. I wasn't sure if it was because plus Minneapolis, and I just figured probably so. Yeah, it yeah. probably had to be some sort of right. connection. Um, but then, uh, anyways, you're in L.A. right now. As we established, uh, and you did, you're here. Were you here mostly for at midnight? Mostly for at midnight, and also a couple of meetings uh, for riff tracks and interviews and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's weird that we went. We were in New York a couple of months ago, and we're here now. And it's like where you do media interviews that get to the rest of the country, uh-huh. including Minneapolis. You know? Right, right, right. So we did. We did like this round of interviews that could that were beamed out to affiliates and stuff like that. But yeah, we did uh, Wits last night, and it was really... At not midnight. Wits, goodness. Yes. I'm okay. mixing up my shows. <laughs> was that your first time doing it? Yeah, yeah. I had seen it uh, a few... You know, mostly I knew it as the show that Chris Hardwick took over the internet every night with. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was the, and I saw it a little... You know, leading up to it, I made myself familiar with it. But uh-huh. yeah, it was the first time we did it. Nice. How did it... Well, it... It aired already then, right? Last it, night? it aired last night. Okay. How did, I, how did you do? I won yeah. the internet, as it turned out. So I got, I got you right at the, the perfect yeah, time. I am You're king the, of the internet at the <laughs> yeah. moment. I will be uh, dethroned tonight in his next show, though. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I have to confess, I got it on a little bit of a, not really a cheat, but Chris Hardwick bending the rules a little bit, because usually they eliminate the low scorer, uh, and that happened to be stay? me at the moment. So oh, look at this success story. I know. <laughs> Pure corruption. <laughs> nice. That's great. Yeah, it's a fun show. I've I've been I haven't caught it in a bit, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. I went to a taping a few months ago, uh-huh. and it was yeah, it's a good time. And I've known Chris for a bit, and uh, yeah, he's always been very nice to me. Yeah, he's a nice fella. Yes. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, do you like to buy things? Of course you do. We all do. You know where a great place to buy things is? Amazon.com. Wait, no. FelizNavipod.com. Go there. Go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page. And then just go shop on Amazon like you always would. And then a portion of what you purchase will go to support the show. We thank you. Now do it. Oh, uh, I wanted to bring this up because I, I vaguely remember this. Uh, what was, if, if you don't mind, you're, this is probably a thing you've probably talked this about. This is where the interview gets really uh-huh. rough, doesn't yes, it? Tell I'm me gonna, about your child. I'm going to be crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is totally random. But uh, the whole the thing that had happened where uh, after the new Star Wars trailer came out. Are they really going to talk about Star Wars again? Every time that Tony talks to his friends, I'd 
one of your tweets on the Colbert report. Yeah. And it was kind of presented as if it was like not tongue in cheek. Yes, exactly. And to this day I don't know whether Stephen Colbert thought I was just some hapless nerd. Yeah, or... that was going to be my question, yeah. I I don't know. I kind of we have some friends in common. I don't know if uh, he knows who I am at all. Uh-huh. But uh it, well, you know, it, that context would have hopefully made it clear. Right. <laughs> and what what was the tweet again? Well, it was uh yeah, when this when that trailer came out and that weird hilt thing, uh-huh. um, and I can't I can't quote my dumb little tweet, but it was basically, uh, you know, my childhood is ruined, and it yeah. was you know uh, exclamation point exclamation point uh-huh. one exclamation. Were there a lot of like point. misspellings and yeah, stuff? Too, it was if like I typing it, yeah. with both fists <laughs> right. of rage and blood, you know. <laughs> so yeah, and it, and it was dopey, and I've done a variation on that you know yeah. silly tweet before. But yeah, and then all of a sudden one day I was just working and, and I started getting bing, 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 bing messaged by people. You're on the Colbert Report. You're on the Colbert Report. And uh, yes, Stephen Colbert used it as an example of nerd rage at this thing. <laughs> um, and I don't know whether he knew or not. I mean, I, you know, I never learned. Right. Whether, and now he's like so stratospheric. You know, that my chance is gone. (laughs) Yeah, I wondered. I was like, maybe does he have a a writer friend there or something? It's, uh, it's, you know, who knows? It's a small world, but but still, yeah, my my sense is he probably thought it was a genuine crazed nerd. Yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. Yeah, I feel like, I don't remember how I found it. I didn't happen to be watching. I feel like Paul F. Tompkins or something had posted like a screen cap of that happening. Everybody yeah. was trying to figure out if it was real, like if it was a legit thing of they believed it or what was <laughs> happening. But yeah, that's great. I mean, everybody, like all the people who followed us both were telling him or whoever runs his Twitter feed. But, you know, yeah. there was nothing in it for him to like do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I was flattered, you know. and yeah. Flattered or insulted, I'm not sure which. Did you get a lot of uh, dummies then tweeting at you after that? Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, not not as bad as it could have been. But, yeah, I got a lot of people <laughs> saying, you know, the Hilt is, you know, I don't know. It's the, the well-actually crowd. Um, and other people told me to calm down, nerd. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you don't get it. I'm kind of... <laughs> it's, there, there's no sense in getting into that... Yeah. On the internet. No. They, people do not understand sarcasm on Twitter most the and majority you know of the time. They shouldn't have to, you know, but context means everything. <laughs> exactly. And I guess what I feel like is if I'm not going to go around explaining my context, but also <laughs> I don't blame them if they don't get it in a way. It's like if they don't know me, they don't know me. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, if, if we may, let's, uh, let's get into a little Christmas story talk here that would be great because i'm here for that mostly okay <laughs> that explains the mittens once again right right yes uh mittens and and like just like shorts and a t-shirt but <laughs> it's a it's a weird look I'm yeah, not gonna lie, yeah. But, but if some if you're pulling it off i right. may thank you <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So you grew up in New York. Uh huh. So you grew up in the uh, the terrible. So you're you're a person that was used to the snow and in, in the is that well? And I get never mind. I was, for a minute, I forgot that you live in Minneapolis. So you don't miss the snow because you see it all the time. I do see a fair amount of it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to talking to people that live here. So, well, like, you know the the winter thing is probably the thing that bothers me most about Minneapolis. I've become kind of wimpy about it. It's not, oh, yeah. it has not toughened me up. It's it has, brutal. It has actually made me scared and withered like a, <laughs> yeah. like a raisin. 
during this. But it is a beautiful place to live otherwise. And, you know, the reason I'm there is because my wife is from there and okay. my, my kids' grandparents live there. And it's just like, it's a nice place to live. But yeah, the winter can really kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, yes, I do. Coldest day I've ever felt in my life was in Minneapolis, and I hope I never feel something that bad again. And and all the all the motion men on the uh, on the tour bus freezing their their asses <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, it was on tour. It was a, a tour date in Minneapolis, and it was it was like where did, where did you play? Uh, this show, the one I'm talking about in particular, was at the Quest, which I think is yeah. no longer there. No, I right? don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and but still, it was. It's a name I recognize. So <laughs> right? there you go. Yeah. Much later, we played First Avenue several times. Nice. Everything. But uh, yeah, the That's place. I'm, the place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the play. I remember loading out our gear that night and stepping outside. It. It was. It was like. 25 below i think not the windshield like the real temp was oh about gosh. 25 below and it was just you couldn't breathe like it was hard yeah. to catch your breath and yeah it just hurt yeah and i don't i don't ever want that again yeah yeah <laughs> i don't either but i'm gonna get it <laughs> uh so anyways back so you grew up in new york uh-huh. uh do you have any uh are there like specific christmas memories or any any big things from growing up in that area at christmas time that stand out to you yeah, um, you know, the rats were just so delightful that time of year. No, 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 no. Um, well, you know, it was, it was easy. I grew up in, uh, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, around the, the Verrazano Bridge there, which is the home of Saturday Night Fever, the John okay. Travolta classic movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Written but, by Sylvester Stallone, right? Or directed, or did he do the sequel? He did the, the, Staying the alive? horrible sequel okay, to yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Carry it was on. not a classic of cinema to begin with. It wasn't bad, but at right. least it has some sociological value and, you know, entertainment value. But yeah, the, uh, the, the, the sequel was so silly. Um, but yeah, we were, we were always a short subway ride from the, the classic New York things, like the tree in Rockefeller Center and mm-hmm. the skaters and all that. And so that's what I kind of associate Christmas with in a New York way. Yeah. Going to New York Knicks games and having the chestnut vendors outside and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nice. Sounds like I grew up in the 1890s. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but um, it, but yeah, New York is pretty cool during Christmas. It is actually the first time I ever went to New York was during Christmas time. Yeah, so that was like that was a, that was the, that's kind of the way to get the first dose of New York. It has its best face on then for sure. Yeah, and my kids have never been in New York and. You know, we're gearing up for a trip one of these days to see uh-huh. Daddy's ancestral homeland. <laughs> so, and we're tr- <laughs> going to try to make it at Christmas. Nice. Yeah, I went there. I think like God, I don't think I made it there till like 1999 or something like mm-hmm. that. It was the first time I ever went. And uh, yeah, it was great to see because obviously I love Christmas, so mm-hmm. I was excited to go there and see it at Christmas time. And then I very unexpectedly got to go to a Letterman taping, which. Oh, nice. uh, I was I grew up being absolutely obsessed with and, yeah. uh, and that's the only time I ever got to go. Where, where are you actually now, Where are you actually from? Uh I grew up in Michigan, but then also I spent a lot of time in Virginia. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like equal time in both and then yeah. So so I know about the cold as right. well. Yeah. I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would I I actually like a little bit of winter, but you know, there's about 20 times too much for my taste at Minneapolis. Yeah. It looks great when it's first starting to happen. That snow first starts coming down. Yeah, but then just that next day, it already sucks. Although I know if like if it's too early, it's just like, oh, shit. You know, mm-hmm. like it's here already. Yeah. Um, 
But my philosophy now, after living in a lot of places, including here, is like every place has good things and bad things. Yeah. And like here, traffic on the 405 is that version (laughs) of that. And in New York, it's like subways that break down and crowds and all that. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, Do you have, it's okay if you don't, but I always like to ask if you have any, is there like a specific Christmas that stands out to you or like a specific be a gift you got or just like something that happened or is there is there anyone that stands out to you doesn't even have to be from childhood just in life in life although yeah childhood i do have a pretty vivid memory of uh when we were really little my parents got me and my two brothers who were very close in age to me um on either side i was in the middle middle child uh, like this toy submarine that they sent away for that you could actually get into um, and it was probably pretty cheap junk, really. It was, like, from uh-huh. one of the back to, like, comic books or something like that. Right. But we really, like, we were trolling hard for it for 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 months. And we finally got it, and it was good for, like, an hour. And then we found the box it came in. Uh-huh. And that was, like, and then we were playing with that for the rest of the day. <laughs> and yeah, my the- parents never let us forget that. It's like, <laughs> you played with the box! I know. That's, I feel like that's all, all parents' stories, I feel like, because I have nieces and nephews, and I feel like that's always the way. Yeah. Like you get them this thing, play with the box. What I've learned now that I have kids is, um, you know, Toys are impossible to get out of boxes now. They're, they're like yeah. they're all like little Fort Knoxes. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean look around. I know. Oh God, yeah. do you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and these are like sort of valuable collector toys. Yeah, actually, yeah. There was something I realized I had earlier that literally right before you got here, I was opening something that I had never opened, and it was it was a process. Yeah, it took me a while. Need a chainsaw, mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, well, there is. Let's see. I wanted to, to do a little something, and I'm I'm sorry about this in advance. Uh, from time to time on here, we uh, mm-hmm. I search out some terrible, terrible Christmas music. Oh, good. And so, uh, terrible, terrible, Christmas songs. I wanted to share a few things that that I found recently. I'm always on the hunt, so you, if anybody has anything, you really do not need to apologize for this. <laughs> this is right. I live for this stuff. It's uh, all right. So I think what we'll start off with here is uh, I believe a, someone had given me one of, a song from this guy in the past. Uh, are you familiar with Yogi Jorgensen? Uh, no, I am not. <laughs> uh, apparently, his his whole shtick was that he was a singer. And he was just, he's from, uh, I, I was looking him up earlier, he's just from like Washington or something, he's just this American guy, but for some reason his shtick was to <laughs> sing these songs in a fake, exaggerated Swedish accent. I was gonna say, I mean, that uh, does sound pure <laughs> Swedish chef from the yeah, Muppets. Yeah. All right, so. So, uh, here's just a little sample of Yingle Bells. <laughs> My wife says to me, let's not drive the old coupe, hitch up once again, the one horse open sleigh. It just me to sound a little bit like a dwarf. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You'll be sorry. Comedy gold, though. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing Weird Al is grateful he never made the choice to do the Swedish accent thing. <laughs> all the way, of course. Mm-hmm. Yingling all the way, by the way. Which uh, is that the? Uh, I hope that's the story of why the beer is called Yingling. Out there. <laughs> 
Yeah. That is a hell of a specific bit. Mm-hmm. And he has multiple songs. It's not just like that wasn't just his song. Like, I think that was his whole thing. Like, he has yeah. uh, multiple. Because I've played a song in the past, and I just. They weren't all specifically Christmas songs. Let's just get just. Is this just another a little yogi? sample here? Yeah, this is not falling into Christmas, but uh, let's get just a little. If you want the visual here, you can. Uh, well, obviously, the listener can't, but. Uh, Once upon a time, I gave the girl guy was born to entertain. Oh my God! With a <laughs> face like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> He does. He has sort of a, a, a Bing Crosby hat on. Yes. And now I sit and watch because I'm all pooped off. I love all the girls. He's all pooped out. Oh, that's what he was saying. We don't need to spend yeah. any more time with Yogi. We get the idea. Yogi, uh, he must have sought out s- songs that had really good vowel sounds. <laughs> For him yeah. to get his mouth around, or 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 that began with the letter J, so he could really hit that. Y I know hard. that uh, that that pretty much. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. I love with just that that I miss that simple era when you just you just need that one little thing. And yeah, you just run with it. I think early to mid twentieth century America that you know entertainment you could base a career on just an accent, <laughs> you know, on doing a dumb accent like Chico Marx. I mean, who was a brilliant comedian, but yeah, you know, that's that was his thing. Yeah, just like, <laughs> and if you became famous, you then did everything because like in even and this continued like through the 80s and still somewhat now but not nearly as much but like because i've played tons of clips in the past or just like anybody that was famous in the 80s ended up having a song out at some point yeah a lot of times christmas songs yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah it's just uh it's not it's not so much i there's, mean it's there's the, too many famous people now tony <laughs> it's true <laughs> um, but yeah that's uh that is a Weird world. Well, thank you for that little education. Oh, you got it. Uh, Jorgensen. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, stumbled across this one today, and this is, you know, this is going to be good right away because nothing is better than when sports teams do songs, right? Oh, God, yes. So this is, I'm not positive what year this is from, but this is the San Jose Sharks. Yo, tis the holiday season. Here in Sharks territory, it's freezing. Oh my God! So you know, Shorty, the whitest coach in the world <laughs> rapping that. <laughs> yeah, this could not be much cheesier than it is. The song is called I'm "Holiday Sweater." In, yeah, I'm placing this in the latest nineties. Probably. Yeah. Oh God! That's why I got me a holiday sweater made of wool with a holiday print. This is the uh, the next generation of the, the Chicago Bears exactly. song. From the Super Bowl yeah. Shuffle. Super Bowl Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Because uh, if there's anybody that should be rapping, it's hockey players, right? Yeah, hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> they are moving. They are all moving like they have, like, gout in their legs. That's enough of that as well. Surprised that never topped the, <laughs> I the charts. I guess if you're a hardcore hockey fan, maybe you're familiar with yeah. that. Yeah. What, what were they actually saying? Something so Ho- holiday sweater. Holiday sweater. Is okay. that very catchy chorus? Just, uh, just, <laughs> just a noun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, object. <laughs> object that I'm wearing. 
<laughs> I mean, that kind of is like Christmas songs in general, though. There is just kind of usually yeah. just a form. You just got to say a couple things, get some right. sleigh bells in there, and that's all you need. <laughs> just say a thing that has something to kind of do with Christmas. <laughs> uh, there's one more, and this one is is pretty nuts. Uh, so I was I had never heard this, but. Uh, a version somebody had put out this version of Oh Holy Night a couple years ago and apparently oh. the internet freaked out over it because it was just so terrible. Is it the one where the guy is just you know giving himself a hernia trying to reach that high note? I think yeah. so. Okay. Uh so I weirdly found this first though because apparently what had happened is uh this thing came out but no one knew who exactly it was uh-huh. and then all these people started claiming it was them. Oh, so what a strange <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah. So this guy his name is Steve Malden uh posted this video and there's a whole there's like a five there's 5 minutes of talking before it even gets to the song. So he has a whole exegesis about how he's like the real yeah. shitty oh holy night singer. He's, like he's the real p- raised pizza in New York. Yes, yeah. exactly. So he gives this whole explanation of like that this is him and he's going to prove it and he's going to actually sing it on camera here for you. Because so. it is unrecreatable <laughs> to to sing a song badly. Right. So uh, let's get just a little okay. taste of him doing it live here. Well, live in the studio. Steve Malden. He has some great interjections between lines, too. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. I already doubt him. He See, sounds I'm like singing. a guy... I'm sorry, what did he say? Yeah, he said, see, I'm Love singing. <laughs> Mommy, look, I'm singing. In sin and sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say, I already doubted him. He's, he, he sounds like a guy who sort of knows how to sing, imitating a guy who doesn't. Yeah. That's and my call. So, I know. That's Yeah, that's always my problem with these type of things. It's like, it's one thing if you're actually trying, but sometimes people are just the doing the whole, their whole shtick. It's hard to believe this is not just a shtick. <laughs> For yonder breaks the new and glorious morn. It's, it's hard to believe he's not one of my relatives. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta get to the high notes. Though. Okay. I just remember hearing that a lot a couple of years ago that I could be fooled, but... Yeah, I some, yeah somehow it, I missed this until today. It had a more uh, wounded water buffalo quality to it than this guy is even pulling off. <laughs> right. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and fade him out. I think we got Yeah. <laughs> now, there's one... I don't know if you've ever done this on your show. Um, have you ever done Tiny Tim's Christmas song? Uh, the Santa Claus has got the AIDS. Yes, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Uh, yeah, that, well, I think my first episode that was yeah, like, was that was kind of one of the things I found, and I was like, well, this needs to be a segment where I just find out these terrible songs. Yeah, yeah. that's still maybe my favorite one I've found. Did you ever like? I just learned about this this last Christmas when doing um 
an interview about my comic book. Um, <laughs> somebody asked me to come up with some, you know, silly Christmas songs, and yeah. that was that was like kept popping up. And I never ascertained like how self aware that song was or not. Right? Did well, you? Or I did a little bit of research. Emphasis on little bit. <laughs> um, and there are still cl- vastly more than I did. <laughs> I can tell you that <laughs> there are claims. But it doesn't really fit because I, if I remember correctly, anyways, sorry, let me say what I was just going to say. Uh, there are claims that he's referring to some sort of food. There was like these bar, like health food bars yeah. that were called AIDS, but it was spelled differently though. Yeah, that was back like, you know, when I was a little kid, but yeah, it was like A-Y-D-S. Yeah, I think just so. Just to put a little context on it for your listeners who are not here, um... There's a song Tiny Tim has called Santa's Got the AIDS This Year. Mm-hmm. And it's always called The AIDS. Uh, and I think Tony's trying to find it. Yeah, I'll try and pull it up quickly here. here. Um, and it is really cracked. And it's by Tiny Tim, who for you younger people was a, a weird phenomenon uh, in, in pop culture that popped up in the 60s and 70s. Um, and he did falsetto versions with a ukulele mm-hmm. before YouTube, and everybody had a ukulele and a falsetto of old kind of Tin Pan Alley standards, like, yeah, like tiptoe through the two lips. That was yeah. his big hit, and it was really a hit, which is so weird. <laughs> yeah. And he was so famous that he was married on The Tonight Show yep. I mean, at the time. It was like a big deal. Miss Vicky, was that? Miss Vicky, who was about 16. It's really gross in <laughs> retrospect. I did, like, I didn't know as a kid. Like, the, I don't think how I knew just, that. Part. It Where did, was she a, I assume with a name like Miss Vicky, was she some sort of quote-unquote celebrity at the time? No, or would, she, not that I know of. Okay. I don't think so. So she became one because of She him. was like some hippie child bride, basically. Okay. And that, you know. Um, and yeah, Tiny Tim wrote this, I only heard it this last December, called Santa's Got the Aid This Year, the premise of which is, you know, he's not going to be coming around this year, guys, because... Uh, oh, do you have it? Yeah, I'm going to try and <gasps> get right. a little clip here. I'm sorry to make you read No, no, no. This. I think it's it's totally worth it. I'll, it's it's kind of the best one we had on here, so... you got to listen, you gotta go listen closely to this, because it's so... Yeah, there it is. Oh, this is Santa Claus saying I won't be around this year. I'm a bit sick. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer Yeah, so like the whole food thing, it doesn't work. It does not scan. They know what he's going through Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year do you know what year this came out? He won't be. So I, I don't. But like, oh, far. Oh, oh, vague oh. sense of it is. Uh, but he'll be like, screaming out in the 1990s. Oh, no, no, I mean, so yeah, because I would think it had you know 80s or 90s. It had to be right. Like who knows how aware this guy was? You know, he is he is passed on Tiny Tim. So yeah, so he's not going to sue us. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> And really, it doesn't. It doesn't get any like. There's no big but joke if you listen to the song. It's just basically he can't be here. Sorry, guys, and he's got the AIDS. It's just a dark Christmas song by a super weird guy. Yeah, the nurses all said he's he's in bed. So the AIDS really. I don't even think it was a medicine. It was more of a weight loss candy or like little chocolate bar or something. 
So that doesn't make any sense. No, that was yeah, but that was the first, I and think, found more than one person claiming that that's what it's supposed I to be. I think it was an elaborate backpedal when he realized how he'd fucked up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, it's not spelled like that in the title either. Yeah, it's right. A I D S. So. Oh yeah. God. But yeah. Tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> uh, well, Bill, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, I, I there is one uh, one dumb little question I've also been asking people lately. Sure. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay, but it's just a fun thing to to make people think about. Uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, Dave Clock. Uh, he his uh, favorite two things in the world are sandwiches and hockey. So much so that he has a a jacket that a friend made a big patch for the back of his jacket that says hockey and sandwiches <laughs> and so i've been asking people if you were going to if someone was going to make you a patch for your jacket and you had to pick two things what were your what are your two things gonna be oh man um i know it's on the spot here it is on the spot and i'm terrible at these because i feel like i'm summing up my life's <laughs> philosophy <clears throat> and i'm panicking um, sandwiches might very well be one of the two because <laughs> a lot that, of people pick food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy, I'm going to be really corny because family is one. Because I love right. my family. <laughs> no, um, you, you crazy! <laughs> I man. know I'm a crazy son of a bitch. Um, family and uh, laughs or humor. Some I would give. I would throw that to rewrite to make it to punch it up. <laughs> right. But that's kind well, of it. Well, if you if you if you find something better later, then we'll fi- we'll fix it and please do. <laughs> but yes. no, I think that's a great answer. Though. <laughs> that's a very that's a very sweet answer. I know. <laughs> and 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 dumb songs. <laughs> AIDS. AIDS and AIDS. Oh God. <laughs> uh, that's good though. I like that answer. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for coming by. Thanks, Tony. Is there, is there anything uh, you want? want to plug before uh, before i kick you out of here um yeah just take a check out rifttracks.com if you don't know anything about it it's my it's my job these days with my former colleagues from mystery science theater and um yeah um you know i since this is a christmas podcast i'm going to replug superpowered revenge christmas and that's superpowerrevengechristmas.com is where you can get it. I'll be plugging it a lot in a few months, you know, but I figured mm-hmm. it would, I would rest during the summer months and yes. <laughs> seize the PR machine. Uh-huh. But thank you for providing me a little chance. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not probably doing too much promoting of that in June. Not at all, no. This is the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to put on my mittens again. All right. Uh, well, thanks so much. Thanks, Tony. It's pleasure a pleasure. Yeah. meeting you. Merry in Christmas. Person, finally. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Hey everybody, Tony Faxton here from Felice Navi Pod. I'm here to tell you about Downright.com. Are you familiar with it? You should be. It's a great website where you can go and you can buy a custom written song for you, whatever you want it to be. Artists like me are on there. Guys like Chris Farron are on there. So go buy a song, D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E.com. And here's my promise. If you buy a song from me on Downright.com, I promise it'll be way better than this. All right. Pretty cool. Bill Corbett. Nice man. Very nice man. Very funny man. What a gentleman. 
Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Bill Corbett, for coming by. Uh, that was uh, that was real cool to have him come by the new Felice Navipod Studios here in beautiful Silver Lake, um, Los Angeles, California. Guys, I also want to say thank you to a young man named Chris Revel. Uh, he's kind of he's our new uh, Felice Navipod intern. He's kind of helping out uh, with some show notes and things like that. Things that will help me hopefully stop this shitstorm of a show that's been happening lately. Um, so thank you to him. Uh, I really appreciate it, and that should helpfully, helpfully, hopefully, helpfully get me things done on time, get things done, and uh, you know, once I'm all settled into the new studio here, get uh, get everything up and running, and I can get this thing back to tip top shape. Tip top. Has it ever been tip top? Probably not. Um, look. Uh, if you're listening to this and you live in Los Angeles, let me tell you that my band, The Pride of Erie PA, is playing a show next Tuesday, the 23rd, at the Mystery Box in downtown Los Angeles, uh, playing with The Manx and some other bands. Um, we haven't played a show in like a year. I realized that the other day, so come out again. Should be fun. Can I still play drums? Let's find out together. Um... Also, I'm on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. Shows at Felice Navi Pod. FeliceNaviPod.com is where uh, you can go to find all the past episodes as well as iTunes. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. Um, there's a donate button on uh, FeliceNaviPod.com if you're feeling generous because I just moved into this new apartment slash studio. And, uh, you know, I needed a new computer. And now I need an upgraded version of Pro Tools. It's a, it's a mess around here, guys, but I'm trying my best, and uh, things are getting better. Things are on their way up, and Christmas is getting closer. In fact, Christmas is December 25th. That is my next to final plug, because uh, otherwise I want to remind you about the Patreon account. Uh, support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tony Thaxton. Uh, I've told you about it before. Fun things like a cover song of the week I'll send you every week and a monthly bonus episode of the podcast. Or maybe you just want a picture of Rigby every week. All kinds of things that you can pledge and get. I'm going to add some more stuff soon. And I have not forgotten about uh, my pledge to you that if I hit that certain amount of money that I was going to live stream myself playing drums while dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage. That is still happening. I haven't forgotten, I promise. Uh, again, I've just been moving and dealing with everything. So anyways, I, that's happening. It's coming soon. I will let people know when that's going to happen. It'll be done. Um, and that's going to do it. I've rambled on long enough. Zeppelin style. Ramble on! Uh, I've been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always... We wish you a Merry Christmas.